Hello and welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hillhouse, from Phenom YouTube channel. Good games, good vibes. Phenom? Is that a word? It is now. Is that the singular version Coined of it. phenomenon? Coined it. Okay. Coined drop. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a bit since we've had a show, but um, hopefully y'all had the time to check out uh, my appearance on another podcast yes. if y'all were going through a drought. That's right. I was on... The, the episode did post. I was doubting that they would keep my audio, but it did post <laughs> for the uh, Mortal Kombat Minute podcast. You can check out the first episode I was on. I believe the second one will probably post when this episode posts. Yes. Um, but a uh, really cool podcast. Y'all can go check them out. I already posted about them on our Facebook and Twitter. So if you need a link, you can go check that out. Um, but we are back with a ton of news. Um so we're going to get the ball rolling pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but first, we usually talk about the games that we played in the last week. So for me, it's going to be the games that I played in the last week and a half. So uh, you were making fun of me earlier for how many games I played, but uh, get prepared. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know how don't our bully shame me, are going bro. to. Don't bully shame me. Okay, so this last um, week and a half, I have played a lot of Last of Us 2, but I have not finished it yet, so I don't really have an overall opinion of it yet. I do know that it is up there with Death Stranding on being one of the most polarizing games, you know, in recent history, yeah. where people either love it or hate it. Um, and I kind of feel bad because um, knowing that people hate it is kind of a spoiler. Um, I I don't like spoilers for this game at all because I'm trying to stay spoiler-free, but just knowing that people hate it before playing it yeah, yeah. kind of makes you wonder what happens. And you're just like, there's only so much that could happen that people would hate. But you got to remember, though, <laughs> it's then, only some people that hate it. And there's some people that love right. it. So you got to you, you. I think you just got to power through and hope that it's going to meet everything that you want. You know, <laughs> the funny part is <laughs> I already do have very negative opinions of the game, but there's yeah. other parts that are very good with the game. Um I can't really explain what's negative about the game. It's not a plot point. It's more of it's more of just something that the plot has created a problem with the overall game. Um, it's not a problem in plot. It's just a problem in gameplay, um, which I will go in depth some other time. But what is interesting about the game is since I've known that it's polarizing... Whenever something kind of big happens in the game, I'm wondering if that's the thing that people hated or if I'm not to it yet. <laughs> Whenever something big happens, you're just like, okay, is this the polarizing thing or am, it's, is this going to be something worse? It's got to you know? be the ending, dude, because most people have just finished it. You know what I'm saying? So it's got to be something right. in the ending, the way it ends. <laughs> that's why I'm so concerned that the end of the game is something like, it was all a dream, but I feel like if that was the ending, that would be spoiled just because it'd be memed and people would be like, holy fuck, this game is all a dream. You know, Bobby like that Ewing wouldn't Dallas be able to be avoided. Shit. Yeah. That would suck. <laughs> like someone dude. slipped in the shower and suck. this has been the entire <laughs> dream of the shower. Or it just slip. goes to an out of nowhere fade to black like Sopranos. 
That would right. fucking suck, <laughs> man. That would suck. The thing is, the f- the first game almost could have done that. The yeah. first game barely ends with some stuff wrapped up. It almost could have had the fade. Maybe of black that's what it is, off. man. Maybe it. Maybe this one barely ends with some stuff <laughs> barely wrapped up, also, which could lead to a Last of Us three. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's yeah. what pissing people off is. They wanted it to end and it didn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is they said early on after the first game came out that there was not going to be a sequel because it didn't make any sense, and I agreed with that. And having played at least 18 hours of the second game, I still kind of agree with there didn't need to be a sequel. Um, it feels very forced, but it's not a bad game. Okay. Um, being that it's Naughty Dog, every game they've ever released is not just good, it's pretty great. Um, the thing is, the question is, is it you know better than the first? It would have to do so much to be better than the first yeah. right now. Well, that's a curse but, of a sequel, um, though. A, that's the curse right, of a sequel. Right, that's the curse of a sequel. Except for Uncharted, because Uncharted 1 is the worst in all of the Uncharted <laughs> games. <laughs> so, um, so Naughty Dog, um, Uncharted gets quite a bit better with each game. Yeah. But um, Last of Us is still a really good game. There's still a lot of beauty in it. Um, the vegetation, it, it's really crazy because there's a lot of detail that... So there's some buildings and like worn down uh, businesses that you go and search through that are really scary because it's dark and because it's like destroyed. It's got a really creepy atmosphere. Um, And then there's vegetation that has grown over buildings and stuff. And with the lighting of the game and like the openness of some scenes, it can get really beautiful. But then there's this thing in the middle that is so well done with the game's artwork is that there is stuff that is in between creepy and beautiful that is really crazy to like soak in. Like they really do well on establishing that this world's environment is not just night and day. It's not just, oh, this is a creepy area. Oh, this is like this thing that we're going to show off in 4K area. No, it's like an actual world and everything feels really believable. Um, The the atmosphere is really great (laughs) so far. and uh, all I can say about like the gameplay is it's very similar to the first game. So if you've played the first game, there's not much that's going to surprise you as far as combat goes, yeah. as far as stealth goes. It's basically the same game. But but with Uncharted, it's the same way. Uncharted didn't change the formula too much either. So, um, so far, really good game. Um, would like to have a more open talk about the game, but I guess this is not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, the game uses the PlayStation 4 controller the most that I've ever seen a game use the PlayStation 4 controller. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen this in any of the news about the game, but there is a way that the main character, Ellie, plays a guitar yes. in the game. Yes. And you can play it on the touchpad. And it's very detailed. Um, So with the left stick, you can use the circle of fifths and you can choose your key that you're playing guitar in. And if you have any like knowledge of music, you can choose your one, four, five chords. Nice. And then choose your twos and threes. And you can actually get pretty pretty detailed. And the, with the touchpad, you can either run your thumb all the way across it to strum, or you can use like your fingers and your thumb to like precisely 
hit points to do certain strings and do certain like finger plucking patterns. It's pretty crazy detail for something that really has nothing to do with the game, or at least so far it doesn't. <laughs> it may, it'd be really weird if it became important in the game. But as far as gameplay goes, it's just something that is there to bring an atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, spoiler alert for the first Last of Us. There's a scene where, uh, just skip like 15 seconds ahead. There's a scene where <laughs> um, the character that you play as, uh, Joel, tells Ellie that he's going to find her a guitar and basically teach her how to play guitar one day. So the beginning of this game... Um, you get a guitar and that's how they introduce this little random mechanic of being able to play a guitar. And it's, what's so funny is there's games that are built on music. There's games that are rhythm games. There's games that should have done this better Yeah, that this game just randomly does really well. Yep. <laughs> and, and it has nothing to do with the game, but <laughs> that, that was one of the things that surprised me the most was I was just like, this is crazy that this is this detailed you know, but um, so far it is definitely worth the price of the game. It's it's definitely worth playing. Like, so if people have a polarizing opinion of it, I think a lot of people didn't like Death Stranding because they thought it was extremely boring, or they loved it. <laughs> this game has no boring factor. I don't think anyone would be bored by this game. It's, I think everyone would think that they got their money's worth. The only people that would be unhappy, I think are the people that are just really big fans of the series, you know, and they just don't really would certain people wouldn't think it's doing justice for the franchise. But um, as far as an actual game goes and being critical of a game as a single project, it's very well made right so on. far. <laughs> I keep having to say so far because I haven't finished it, but yeah, um, hopefully I'll finish it soon. I don't know if I'll have it finished by next week because um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a grind because I play it very slowly. I think it is like 28 hours of gameplay, but when I'm playing a game that's like a survival game, I search every single room, every single drawer. <laughs> I don't ever fly through any sections. I'm like very uh, meticulous on how I go through buildings, nice. you know? So I'm probably turning this 28 hour game into like 50 or 60 hours. <laughs> so I don't expect to finish it anytime soon. But anyway, um, Games that were not Last of Us 2 that um, my Xbox friends would have actually seen me play is um, I played some more Moving Out. Yeah. Still enjoying that game. It's pretty challenging. It can get frustrating, but it's a fun game. Um, I dabbled in Fortnite Season 3. I played maybe three games. Um, if you don't know anything about Fortnite Season 3 of Chapter 2, um, the entire map like has been increased with the amount of water uh, maybe about like 60%. There's a lot of water on the map. Um, it's kind of weird, but at the same time, if the, the season doesn't last as long as the last one, um, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, it's still very similar to this whole Chapter 2's aspects. They've added loot sharks in the game, which I haven't yet fully understood, but they're basically sharks that can come kill you in the water if you're swimming. That's kind of a funny little aspect. <laughs> but um, besides that, I think they've added a unlockable character, Aquaman. Yeah. Like last season had Deadpool. Yep. So uh, there's some stuff to check out. I'm not too excited about it. I think it's a little bit less interesting than last season. Um, basically, theming something off of summer and water is not 
my favorite theme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's it, but it's, um, there's no action to that. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Like I don't yeah. need a scuba diving suit for every character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I think it's more interesting than the pirate season. I think a lot of people didn't like the pirate season, and I I still to this day think it was probably the weakest season of Fortnite. Yeah. I think the pirate thing was just kind of boring. <laughs> I don't know. Once you play one pirate game, you're kind of done and nothing can really come close to Sea of Thieves. That's so true. It's like, <laughs> I was just going to say. It's like, yeah, you're just like, I don't need a pirate game it, if I have Sea of Thieves. Unless it's Sea of whatever. Thieves, yeah. W- why bother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of seasons, I'm sure you also played some oh, of this. Yeah. We played some Call of Duty Season 4. Yeah. Um, and I have the kind of the same opinion about this season. I think it's a little bit weaker than last Battle Pass. It feels that as way, As far as yes. the unlocks go. Yeah, it does. It doesn't look as interesting. Yeah. Um, the best character that you can unlock, or what do they call them? What do they call them? <laughs> Users? Uh, oh, I forget. They don't operators. call them characters. Operators. Um, the best uh, operator that answers the phone when you t- dial zero uh, that they have is... <laughs> The one that you get by just buying it, the level one with uh, the main. Yeah. What is what is his name? Price. Price. Yeah, yeah. With Price is the best character that they give you, and it's kind of weird. It's like I don't care about anything that is within the battle pass. Pass then. And I just um, used my Call of Duty points on it. I happened to have a thousand, so I said screw it. Yeah. Yeah, same, but I'm I'm saying that I may not finish the battle pass because I don't care yeah. about anything in it. <laughs> yeah. If I finish it, it's gonna be inadvertent, you know. <laughs> no, I totally understand. It just does not feel like last season. It really doesn't. And I I wonder if uh if maybe it's gonna get a little stagnant because there is supposed to be a new modern warfare coming out, right? Um Yes, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, we've had those rumors. Yeah. Um that could be oh, the no, reason no, no. why. Oh no, you mean the, No, 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 there's a new uh Black Ops coming yes. out. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Um That's right. It's supposed to be uh Black Ops Cold War. Right, Black Ops Cold War. Yes. Anyway, um the next game that I played was a free game with Xbox Gold. Um, it was called Coffee Talk, mm-hmm. and this game is actually pretty interesting. It may not be the biggest bang for the buck, um, but as far as a storybook-type game goes, it's pretty well-made. It's got very good dialogue. Um, the mechanics to actually serving people coffee is pretty um, addictive in the sense that you like getting good at it. Um, people will start off telling you exactly what they want, And then they'll start telling you kind of what they want. And you have to create the drink that is an actual drink in the correct order um, that would meet their need. In addition to that, um, there's a story that is going through from what you just hear from your customers talking to each other. Um, Very well-made characters. There's about six or eight of them. Um, Pretty well-made mechanic of how the coffee shop is only open a few hours at night. So you basically get some conversation and then the day ends. And then the next day the you see what happened since the last time you talked to them, you get them their regular drinks. It's a pretty interesting kind of coffee barista simulator for what it is. Um, 
it's a it's a fast um 100% game. I think you could 100% it probably in just a few hours. Um but it is pretty entertaining for what it is and I've seen this type of game executed so much worse that I was pleasantly surprised that they actually executed it pretty well. Yeah. Um it already has really good scores, so I'm not saying something that other people haven't said, <laughs> but um if you check it out and you like story-based games like this is a game that seems like it's more built for the nintendo switch this is a game that if you just need something different to play on the go and it probably takes a very small file size this is great for that so for like xbox maybe it's not the greatest game for xbox but for like the switch i can see this game being very popular um and i think it probably already is because it's been out for a while (laughs) but um yeah it's a pretty good game check it out it's called coffee talk um, and that's with gold this month. Yep. Um, you and me both played this game. You told me about it and I had already seen that it was announced, Yeah. but I hadn't downloaded it yet. Um, how much of night call did you play? I played about it. It's in game. I Pass. played about an hour. That's probably what I played too. Yeah. What's your opinion on it? <laughs> um, I'm actually interested to play some more of it. Uh, I love the, I love, well, Number one, it's it's a really visually appealing game. It's it's very relaxed, very chill, uh, kind of uh, uh, art noir kind of or film noir kind of game. It um, uh, right. Honestly, I I want to play more of it. I I enjoyed it, and I I want to find out who the killer is. Um, the thing that intrigued me the most about the game is the amount of. NPCs that you actually can pick up and talk to. It, it's just a huge amount of people. There's up to 70 different characters that you can wow. pick up and talk to in this See, game. I haven't played as much as you. And there's, I keep playing it too late at night. And there's also, uh, <laughs> out of that 70, there's five possible suspects that could be the serial killer. And I think out of that, there are three that are capable of it. So it's, it's really neat in a way because you just gather information and you know, I don't like the fact that you got blackmailed into doing it by a police officer, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think the beginning was pretty crazy. I'm sorry. Can we talk about the beginning of the game? Oh, the absolutely. Beginning of the game yes. Is your, your eyes are closed and there's the dialogue, something like, am I speaking too loud or can you, can you understand me? Yeah. And you say louder or yeah. quieter and I just kept cycling it. I did it like maybe 40 times. I just kept telling them to be as loud as possible. And then I would take it down two notches to be as quiet as possible. Yeah. Because it never ends without you saying that it's a perfect volume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like an endless loop if you keep telling them louder or quieter. <laughs> and that's your doctor that's speaking. Right. <laughs> and then you go into a coma just- for another 30 days after that. See, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. You're in a coma for about two weeks. You're in a medical induced coma because you're a cab driver is what happens. And you get gutted by a serial killer. You happen to stop for a cigarette break where this serial killer just whacks somebody because during the game, you can see the outline of a hand kind of sitting up on the ground. It's about, I would say, probably 20 to 30 feet away from the cab driver. It's supposed to be. And then behind him, as he's dragging on his cigarette, you can see a figure kind of looming. And coming forward a little bit and uh, you get gutted basically is what happens. Um, uh, He gut shots you 
and uh, gets yeah. part of your liver. You survive. You're the only person to have survived. So the police are automatically, a lot of the police officers are automatically, including the chief, is automatically suspecting you. And this one detective decides to use that because she doesn't believe it's you. And, you know, you're hoping against all odds during this game, you know, that he the killer doesn't get back in your cab, doesn't recognize you, didn't see your face because they're suspecting that he didn't or she didn't based on the fact that you were uh, shot from behind and left on the ground face down. So. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to it, man. And it's really cool. It takes place in Paris. Uh, you always work the mm-hmm. night shift. Um, I, I like the art style of it, too. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, the only thing that's been bugging me about it is I play it really late at night. Yeah. And I've been falling asleep playing it. See, like it's that freaking chill. And that's why I stopped <laughs> I playing play after an earlier. hour because it was late at night. And I felt that way, too. Yeah, I wanted to enjoy the game because <laughs> it really can draw you in. Yeah. And then I noticed that I had talked to three people already and I was like, yep. I don't remember doing that. So obviously I was, it's kind of neat past. because <laughs> if you get a, you can pick up, you can choose any of the passengers to pick up and you just go pick mm-hmm. them up and you still have to pay your bills and stuff like that. So what I did is I played it on the mode that it was meant to be played on, not hard, but right in the middle. And uh, right. yeah, I figured I, why do it easy, man? Let's enjoy it. Let's, you know, let's make it a challenge. But uh, right. I think that's what I did, too. And I just got to the part where uh, the police officer had given me a bunch of uh, uh, intelligence and info, you know, evidence. So it's in my apartment. I just but I decided to quit from there because, like you said, it's such a chill game <laughs> that you want to play it during the day when you at least have a few hours to get into it. <laughs> but which is a shame, because at the same time, it's got this atmosphere of being late at night. Yes. And it's got this like crazy like i i know it's paris but it reminds me of like new york at night it does and um it's it's crazy because like you want to kind of get in that mode but if you wait too late like (laughs) you'll just be passing out yourself but whatever this would be a great game for somebody with insomnia this would be an excellent game for someone with insomnia shut all the lights off just have your monitor on and just enjoy the game because it is just it is really beautiful yeah yeah, but it's well done. I like the way they've done it. I like how the map is above you and you have a split screen in a way. Um, right. And, you know, some of the things that he says about some of these people is very odd. And the the response you give really determines how much information and what information you're going to get. So, you it, you know, you have to be calculated on how you talk to these people. But it's a it's a well done game. I recommend it 100 percent. It's free on Ultimate cool. Game Pass, by the way. Right. Um, now, I don't, I think I was starting to say this earlier, but I don't know how well our listeners will like this concept. Uh, I don't know how much you would like this concept, but I was thinking about making a part of the show be me talking about really shitty mobile games that I play. I think that's fine. <laughs> because I feel like I'm always downloading some random mobile game because I'm just, I'm just curious how shitty it is. Like, I know it's shitty, but I'm just like, I want to know. Like how bad this game. <laughs> so, so you guys that are listening, you can go ahead and let us know in some form or of another. How would you like to see a segment called "Shitty Mobile Games"? Josiah has played. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, like, 
just going down my list of previously downloaded games is so long. Um, but I will talk about two games that are mobile. Um, there was one that I saw a lot of ads for. It was called um, SpongeBob Krusty Cookoff, and <laughs> it was kind of weird because I don't know why it was so advertised. It is literally Diner Dash, but with SpongeBob. Yep. So I mean, that's it. <laughs> I, I saw it. I, I took a look at it, and I was like, "This is one of those games that he just played recently." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. And I was just like, "Okay." So like, no, I haven't touched it in probably the day since the day I downloaded it. But that's yeah, that. Yeah. Um, then I remembered Minecraft Earth. We talked about Minecraft Earth whenever it first got announced. Yeah, yeah. It was probably six to eight months ago. At least that. I was kind of surprised yeah. that I haven't heard anything about this game. Um, like zero. Um, especially with the resurgence of uh, Minecraft uh, Dungeons. Yes. Uh, this game is made by... Um, Mojang or whatever, the developer of Minecraft. So it's an official Microsoft title that you log in with your Xbox account into. So it's a lot of Microsoft and a lot of Minecraft. And you're like, why have I not heard of this game since it came out? Yeah. And I'm thinking that, so I didn't expect it to be as much like Pokemon Go as it is. There's a lot of you having to travel and do things. But unlike Pokemon Go, it kind of reminds me of the Harry Potter uh, AR game that also came out um, in the sense that it's just not interesting. And it could be that I haven't given it much of a chance. I didn't really want to talk about it because I don't feel like I've given it that much of a chance, but I will play it more this week and see if I understand it. So far, the most frustrating thing about it is it has the, the selling point of Minecraft Earth is that you can through AR uh, augmented reality, you can build and mine and do basically all Minecraft, but through AR, meaning it looks like it's in your room. And it's very clumsy. And that mechanic is not as entertaining as it is frustrating because, yes, it's an AR, but it's just like playing Minecraft, but harder. So I don't know why you would do that. Without a mouse and keyboard or without a controller, the accuracy is much worse. Without being able to free move with the camera, um, you're very limited on what you can do. <laughs> and um, it, it's it's just weird. Like, there was a lot of people that were putting work into this game. There's a large team on this game. It's backed by Microsoft and Minecraft's actual developer. And it just seems like it's not a complete thought. Now it is in beta. If you download it, it says that it's in early versions of the game, but it's, it just, it's not much substance so far. So it could be that I haven't given it much of a chance. So Minecraft earth lovers don't hate me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so far, I'm just not seeing the attraction to it yeah. because it seems like a limited version of Minecraft, a game that you can also download on your phone. So, that's, that, it just seems weird why I'm not seeing the attraction to it. Yeah, I, um, the attraction to kind of owning an area and building stuff so that people that come by can see what you built, that's pretty cool, but it's not quite like Minecraft. So it's it's just weird. Um, I'll play it more and have an opinion that's a little bit more fleshed out, but so far it's, it's a rough start. It's a, it's a hard sell when you first download it, especially since it's like Pokemon Go in the sense where it's like, 
cool, you just downloaded this. Now we need you to move. And you're just like, well, I wasn't feeling like moving this while I'm on my phone. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I might have a better opinion next week. So Right on. I, that's all I got. I got one more game that I did play, um, a new game that's free also on uh, uh, Ultimate Game Pass. It's called West, of, West yeah. of Dead. I was actually looking at this game a while back, and uh, I, I was looking at it on Steam, actually. Um, when I was looking just up some random different games that I wanted to play. And I got to tell you, I'm glad that I downloaded this game. Um, it's you're, you're basically uh, the only way that I can describe your character is you are ghost rider in the wild West. Basically you're, you're a skull head that's flaming. Um, it's a lot of blocky, uh, almost, uh, almost like a graphic novel type of artwork uh, kind of reminded me of uh, Sin City, the art style to this game. Uh, but basically you are a, uh, like I said, a uh, skull head on fire in the, in a uh, wild west underworld. And you start off every time in a saloon, you can always talk to, the uh, bartender there, I recommend it every time because if you keep coming back, uh, what I didn't mention is the reason why I say this is because when you die in this game, you have to start over. Um, you just keep going as long as you can and as far as you can. If you beat the first chapter, then yes, you'll go on to the next chapter and that's where you'll start off again. But you only get one chance to do it. If, if you screw it up, you have to start over again. And the map slightly changes every time. It's the same map. It's just the direction that they send you in might change here and there, which is really cool. It, right. it brought a lot more interest to the game. So it wasn't like you're going into the same spot every single time. But it's a uh, it's a cover based twin stick shooter. It um, it's a really solid game all the way around. Uh, it took yeah. a little bit getting used to as far as shooting with the twin sticks. But once you get it down, it's it's really neat. And it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's narrated by Ron Perlman. Uh, everybody knows oh, him really? as Hellboy. Wow. Yeah. In the <laughs> first two movies, uh, which is really cool because when you die, he talks about, okay, well, death got me again, but apparently I ain't dead. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and if it's, if there's a reason why you need to talk <laughs> to the uh, bartender, he's going to stop you. And he did stop me a couple of times and said, Hey, the bartender looks like he's got something he needs to talk to you about. So, you know, you get some little updates as to what to do. Well, after a while, after two or three runs of dying quickly, I I got used to it. Uh, like I said, with the twin sticks and shooting, um, you just need to make sure you're using cover, pick your shots, uh, right. you know, draw the draw the uh, the mobile units out to you, that kind of thing. Um, it's kind of like a top down style uh, when you're watching yeah. the game. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of. Uh, uh, Diablo uh, in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I said, the artwork is really Sin City kind of thing. Uh, it, it's a great game all the way around. And I, yeah, I recommend it. Looked it looked really good. Um, it, it has I not downloaded really a it. great Metacritic it score. It's only at like 73%. Oh, you did? Yeah, you I just haven't played it yet. Oh, nice. So I saw the I saw the ads for it and I saw the art stuff. It looked really interesting, but also looked very difficult. It's it not easy. Like it has a big learning curve. Oh yeah. It's not easy. Um, you know, I, 
definitely um, just let it do its thing and you have to go in and, and yeah, there's a little bit of a learning curve as far as trying to manipulate your guy and move around. You do have a power roll forward, kind of reminding me of McCree from Overwatch. Uh, you hit the A button and you roll forward. So that's a really good way to get out of the way of some of these guys. And if you maneuver your guy and take advantage of the cover and move around a little bit, you do have the opportunity to get through quite a bit of that first chapter without losing any health. And, and I did actually got through, I'd say I was about a good 10 minutes into my, one of my last games and hadn't lost any health. Um, so yeah, I mean, cause after a while you start remembering certain rooms, even though they change the direction of the map and you can always go back if you don't use certain health things, or if you don't use, there's altars throughout the game that will level up different aspects like your toughness or your accuracy, that kind of thing. So you do end up getting to these altars, which, you know, unfortunately they do look kind of, uh, underworldish for want of a better world, but, uh, that's, that's the nature of this beast. That's the nature of this game. So, uh, if you're into this kind of thing, I definitely 100% recommend it. This is not a game I would normally play, but I'm actually going to go back to it. The same thing with, uh, night call, <laughs> same thing with night call, man. Um, not, not one of the normal games that I would usually play, but I have to say that I've enjoyed both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. I read. I read up in your notes. Oh, holy oh, crap! Some of the stuff I wrote. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> if that's all we have to play, <laughs> have to play. If that's all we have to say about what we had to play, um, we can segue onto the news. Let's do it. Okay, now it's time for some quick news, and uh, we're just going to throw this news at you real quick. Um, <laughs> Xbox Series <laughs> um, was trademarked, which is interesting. Um, this is not really much news, but the fact that Xbox Series X is not trademarked, um, this was that Xbox just trademarked the phrase Xbox Series, mm -hmm. means that they may be about to announce the smaller version oh, of yeah. the Xbox Series X. Um, a lot of people are rumoring the Series S. Um, knowing Microsoft, they like to just... Um, they like to just flip tables in the sense that if people think they know what they're doing, they will make a stupid decision just so that it's different. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't put it past Xbox calling it the Xbox Series M or something and people being like, what does that stand for? And they're like, it's a different letter. <laughs> but um yeah what could be the xbox series s um is on its way to getting trademarked so um i would think that they're going to announce it in july at their next big talk that they've been rumoring yep. um but there's really not going to be it'd be great to be surprised when xbox comes out and talks again but i don't think there's really much left to know i think they've kind of been transparent except for the other console that they were working on. Mm -hmm. But as far as the actual uh, Xbox Series X goes, they've kind of really talked about everything they have to say, yeah. sadly. Um, but 
now they're going to have to say something to get people talking about them again after PlayStation has kind of come through and stolen the show. So um, we'll see what they have to say. Um, I'm not thinking it's going to be much of a surprise when they do announce it. Yeah. But, um, you know. What letter do you think it's going to be? (laughs) The thing is, what does the S even stand for? Special? Slim? I don't know what the S stood for in the Xbox Series S to start with. I don't know. Like the the Xbox One S, what does the S stand for? I don't know. I thought it was slim or... Yeah, it could be. I don't know, because phones use it too. It was a slimmer one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I don't know. They could go with... um, Because this first one is supposed to be what? Xbox Series X? The big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what we're trying Xbox to name is there. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's the Xbox Ser- Series 1, maybe. That would really confuse people. It was the number one. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. <laughs> that would be jacked. The Xbox Series X isn't bad enough. The Xbox Series so damn X.1. <laughs> yeah. Xbox Series Triple X is the small Xbox one. Xbox Series Lowercase X. Yeah, they'd be like, "I got you the Xbox Series X, Mom." It's but it's not the little the X, Mom. X. It's the little X. I wanted a capital. Oh my gosh! Maybe it'll be the Xbox Series a- X in italic. You know what they could have done? They could have made the small one the X. Yes. And then the like premium one a plus, and then the ads could show the X like turned to a plus symbol. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, I I don't know. Anyway, I said that was quick news, but we got off point. Yes, anyway, um, as usual, Resident Evil, <laughs> Resident Evil Village, yes, uh, is rumored to just be next generation. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but the release date is in August. Yep. So I I don't understand <laughs> how that's gonna work. <laughs> But uh, maybe it's going to be just PC. I don't know why there were rumors about it being just next gen, because we're very sure that this next generation is not launching in August, at least as far as most people are considering. No. Um, that's just ridiculous. But anyway, the I'm launch, surprised it's releasing um, in August, though. To be honest with you, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. That's not confirmed. That was a rumor. Uh, it's rumored to release in August, and it's rumored to be next gen only. So the two rumors don't make sense. See, I saw uh, it's one or the other. Yeah, I saw a tougher story that said that it was it was more than likely going to be just next gen. So that to me makes sense because there were there was a list of released twenty released games uh, for uh, Xbox and PlayStation, I believe, that were just going to be next gen. Yeah, and I think the next Resident Evil should be next spring. They've been releasing a Resident Evil every spring for the last two yeah. years. And that makes um, more sense. I don't see why. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why they would do it in the fall. But anyway, um that that is have you seen the I'm sorry, have you seen Resident Evil Village's logo? How ridiculous it is because they're trying to put the eight in it yeah. with the five, and they're making the I and the L's the same letter. <laughs> Because because they made Resident Evil Seven, they turned the they turned the the V in the word evil into seven, but now they're making this ridiculous Roman numeral that isn't even correct <laughs> to, to make it look like Resident Evil Eight. Um, 
all I can think of is Resident Evil 9 is not going to be the one before the X, the I before the X. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be eight plus another <laughs> L. I'm pretty sure that's going to be Resident Evil. And then they're going to put another L. So Evil's going to have three L's. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's, Jesus. it's pretty ridiculous. Um, <laughs> last thing of quick news that I have is, uh, there's a new Smash character was announced. Yep. I think it was last week. Um, Min Min from ARMS. We already knew that there was going to be an ARMS character. Um, this was not <laughs> the characters that I was considering from ARMS, uh, but it is Min Min from ARMS, which makes you wonder if they're going to have more characters from ARMS pretty soon. Um, it's it's a strange choice, but I mean, there you go. Um and that's all I have for quick news. Let me let you get through yours. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of things. Um, uh, I know that uh, you and I had talked about Disco Elysium, a new game that was being developed. Uh, I believe it was a while back, but did, did you ever play that? Disco Elysium, we did talk about it. Yeah, because it, it I was, don't think I did play it. Well, it was back. It was back before the end of the year because the game just came out in um, October, and I remember that we had discussed it uh, because it was a um, uh, a detective game. You and I had talked about. It. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember talking about it. Yeah, and it's it's basically you you have to solve a murder mystery uh, in a city that's recovering from a, a war. You know, there's a long ass war that was happening. Um, there was a huge positive reception for the game. Uh, a lot of critics loved it. Uh, the Verge said that it was a game that you should play. Um, it has a watercolor kind of art style. And it, from what I understand, it has a lot of really good writing. Um, when I was doing some research into this story, because I wanted to find out more about it, um, because uh, basically what kind of got me looking at this was playing that little bit of night call, that whole detective style game. And uh, yeah, so I have this game downloading right now, <laughs> Disco Elysium uh, <laughs> from on uh, on PC. So I'm going to be checking this out. Uh, this game was nominated for four categories in the game awards in 2019, and they won every one of them. Uh, so there's something to say about it. Um but anyway, there's going to be a new TV series that is based on this game. And what's cool about it is the uh, game developer, uh, I, I, I want to say Zaum, but it's Z-A forward slash U-M. Um, they're teaming up with uh, DJ2 Entertainment. Now, that's the company that did the film adaptation of Sonic the Hedgehog. So they're going to be working on the TV series, which I think is kind of a, a good thing. Um, but I also found out that uh, DJ2 Entertainment, um, they hold the license for a lot of other video games, uh, movies to be adapted, um, whether it's for uh, actual movies or whether it's going to be for TV series or just for Netflix, whatever it is. But they have licenses for Life is Strange, Little Nightmares, Sleeping Dogs, and uh, Vampire. Now, Vampire was announced a long time ago. I think it was 2017 or 2018 um, that there was going to be a TV show for that. But, you know, as we all know, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is the only one that's actually made it to any kind of release. But from what I understand, they're going hard and heavy on this. And it sounds like it might be kind of cool. Um, uh, 
I don't know what kind of art style they're going to do it in since it's going to be a TV show. And I'm not sure what channel they would probably on that put that on. Maybe Adult Swim, something like that. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It sounds like a really cool project. And I want to play this game. So I'm going to definitely be talking about this game uh, next week uh, on our next show. I'm going to be giving this a shot. A uh, new thing that just came out. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were doing this, but Riot is selling League of Legends skins <laughs> to uh, raise money for the COVID-19 relief. Um, there's three champions. They're getting a, uh, uh, a medical style skin. Uh, it's uh, Akali, Akali, whatever. Alkaline, I don't know. Shen and Kennen, because I don't play League of Legends. I tried it, didn't like it, wasn't for me. Um, but I know a lot of people out there that listen, a couple in particular that we're friends with <laughs> that love the game. So, hey, this is for you. You got three characters going to be getting a uh, some cool skins. <laughs> so if you buy them, it goes to COVID-19 relief. Um, and then there's also uh, icons, emotes, and other cosmetic upgrades that you can get. Uh, all the items, of course, are sold individually. But there's a bundle that comes with an exclusive item. Not quite sure what that is because I couldn't see that in the stories that I read about it. But um, this is available through July 23rd and 100% of the proceeds from sales go directly to the Riot Games Social Impact Fund. And those uh, donations from that fund go directly to pandemic relief. Um, and they uh, help out the doctors, nurses, frontline workers, get make sure they get the resources that they need, et cetera. So it is very important um to date they have gotten 4.5 million in donations so hey good for uh league of legends good for riot a uh, great way to you know raise some money for people that need it and also to uh uh raise some awareness about your game bring it on again yeah. like you guys need any more popularity on that game but uh because <laughs> that's one that is never going anywhere I mean, that's not going to go anywhere. They'd have to do something very Blizzard-ish to make it go anywhere. So, yes. I'm not sure if anyone would care, though, with Riot. <laughs> and yes, that was a dig at Blizzard. So, uh, next thing that I want to talk about. Did you guys know that there's five different kinds of pubic hair? Well, on Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077, because we talked about this story uh, a while back about being able to uh, uh, change your genitals in the game um, in various sizes and combinations. Uh, so, yeah, um, there's a list of user adjustable features <laughs> that can um, give you five types of pubic hair. I really didn't know that there were that many different types of uh, <laughs> pubic hair. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now, there is there is one good thing about this, guys. And I don't want to turn anybody off from Cyberpunk 2077 because now I did find this out. In the game, you do have the option of bypassing all the nudity. Um, and you can, you know, you can use the randomizer. You can do all that stuff. And it isn't going to affect it. You don't have to see the nudity. But there are some people that are going to. I think the, stu the stumble free version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can opt for the random look without, you know, touching your genitalia. But other than that. You know, like real life, because in real life, you if you if you don't ask for your genitalia, you, it is randomized. 
Yeah. <laughs> you get what you give it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes. Um, yeah. Um, now, now, this kind of bothers me, you know, because you, one of the things that bothers me about all these options that they're giving you with five, five different kinds of uh, five, five different pubic hairs. Anyway, uh, one of the things that kind of bothers me is you get three kinds of nipples to choose from two different kinds of dick types, <laughs> but, but the hair is but only options. one vagina option. That doesn't make any sense to me. And if yeah, uh, if I was a gaming female, I would unite and I would stand up against this <laughs> and say that there are multiple <laughs> options for the JJ. What's up? I said you at least have to have innies and outies. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I think innies and outies would be very. Uh, yeah, that's that would be what they have to call them, though. Yes. Um, it would be, but yeah, I couldn't Jesus believe that. Christ. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, let everybody know that you could pick your pubic would, hairs in Cyberpunk 2077. Two comments. Um, one, I want the listeners to know that what you put down in the notes was just five different types of pubic hair. So I had no idea what you're about to talk about. <laughs> and um, two, <laughs> I think I think the whole point of this customization is it's trying to make it feel that much more real. Yes. In the sense of, yes, it's it's like really adult and really um, inappropriate mm -hmm. and it's crazy. And I, as I mean, I touched on something pretty big when I said that in life, we are just randomized what we get in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get to choose, but it that's what it's about. If yes. you had the ability to customize yourself to all degrees, exactly. that would be in it. Because and that's Cyberpunk what Cyberpunk is. Trying Cyberpunk to is touch on yeah, that. it's emulating exactly what the game is about, and and that's the right. thing too. It and plus, I think it it adds a level of commitment to the game that you've you know. It, I mean, yeah, it's just <laughs> it, it is just some small features and details, <laughs> but. In a way, it's a lot of feature and detail because you're putting a lot more time yeah. and investment into your character. So I think it's a smart move in a way. Um, I, I well, mean, me personally, is, I wouldn't do I, I probably wouldn't care. So I'd probably just hit randomize and go because so you would hit random. Yeah. But would you hit random on everything else? I might. Yeah. Would you still customize your character or would you hit random on everything? I, like, I, does it really not matter? I think that I would I would probably customize you know, my outward appearance as far as try to make it look as close to me as possible. Okay. But I really don't so care then, about the I other mean, if little you're doing details. That, you might as well nipples. just do the genitals anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to match yourself, you might as well just go the whole distance. I mean, what I'm saying is that <laughs> it, it does bring up a great question. So in the world of people who are addicted to Sims and people who are addicted to anything that has a type of customization, type role playingness. Um, yeah. Even Skyrim has a lot of details that kind of, it was the first game that I noticed had so many options for customizing your character. And um, with that whole world, when you think about going into this like Blade Runner type um, era of time where you can just customize yourself, um, it brings up the question of, would you do it? And then it's a pretty big moral question of your random generated self is unique but anyone can be perfect. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like if you're given the ability to be perfect, anyone would do it. And what's really crazy is if this game makes you customize yourself throughout the game from like when you get more cash and stuff, then that's a mechanic of you're being rewarded for things you do in the game to change your appearance. If it makes you customize yourself at the beginning of the game, then it's saying that we know you're used to this in games. Yes. And here, here this is again for you to customize yourself. But both of those situations would be hilarious if 90% of the way through the game, there's like a scene where they make fun of people for making themselves look perfect and stuff. And then if you're not paying attention, they're talking to you, the gamer, you know. And, and I don't know. It's an interesting moral question that I think is funny because it's in a game that's just pushing that limit. Yes. Like we already customize things in games and it's really addictive, but it's just like being real. It's like, if you could customize yourself, this would be the first thing people would customize <laughs> before you did your face. People would do their genitals. You know, you, you may have a point there. Yeah. You may have a point, but yeah, but yeah, you you brought up an interesting point because you're saying that you just want to customize the things that you could actually see in the game because yeah. obviously you're not going to be running around naked the whole time. Yeah, exactly. But um, in the same sense, that's how you would probably do it in real life unless you were trying to get some. But um, that's true, you know. <laughs> I mean, you but may, what I'm saying you, is, you you may decide to opt to have the Jackhammer 2000 attached, right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's enough, uh, I guess, talking about that. But I I just think that it, it is interesting because it actually brings up pretty big moral questions, even though it's disguised in like vulgarity, basically. I mean, what if um, you what if you're, you know, in the game, you know, it's like one is made by Ford and it's got a <laughs> Ford emblem on it. <laughs> I mean, I already talked about the fact that if the it has an inverse relationship that the game would not allow you to drive bigger trucks. The Kia Slammer. <laughs> Get more mileage with the Kia Slammer. Okay, let's let's, please, let's go on to the next please, portion. Yes. Okay. Um next thing we have to talk about is upcoming releases. Yes. And there's been a lot in the last two weeks. There has. Um, number one is Star Wars Squadrons. Looks uh, this so was good. a polarizing announcement. A lot of people think it looks really great. And a lot of other people are very scared because once again, it is EA. Yeah. And they yeah. did do good with Star Wars uh, Fallen Order. But that was because Respawn made it. <laughs> That's not necessarily because <laughs> EA made it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is really concerning. A lot of people are thinking that uh, maybe EA is going to go back to their old ways. A lot of people are hoping that EA has learned from the success of uh, Fallen Order. Maybe it's not going to have microtransactions all throughout it. But the scenes that they have in the cockpit are really, really good looking. Oh, yes. And yes. Uh, if it has anything to do with the Rogue Squadron games, this is going to be a really cool game. I so think it's going to be an amazing game. I, I'm hoping it is, man, because I really want to play this game. I really want to play it. Yeah, it's going to be really in-depth, and it would be really cool if the entire game was um, VR compatible. Oh, that know? would be awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, Dude, that would be crazy. Damn, that'd be so good. Anyway, um, that's really all we know. There's not much released on it. You can go look up the uh, teaser that they released for it. Uh, it looks really sharp, but I mean, you know, it's a 
triple a title in 2020 yeah. of course looks good um <laughs> next game that was announced was melody of memory King- kingdom hearts um it's kind of weird uh this is a rhythm based kingdom hearts game um it is set to release on the switch um at some point in 2020 there's no date on it yet but it's it's just weird because um, a lot of people are probably wanting a different type of Kingdom Hearts on the Switch, but they're going to be able to play a rhythm-based game. So um, it's not just releasing on the Switch. I'm just saying that because the other Kingdom Hearts are not on the Switch yet. So um, if you have a Switch, it's like, cool, Kingdom Hearts is coming. But at the same time, it's it's not the standard game. So it may be a good game. I don't have an opinion really on it yet. But the fact that it's a rhythm-based game is a little disappointing probably to Kingdom Hearts fans. Um, The next thing is a huge announcement of Pokemon Snap. It's going to be called New Pokemon Snap, which the person who named that should be murdered, but (laughs) (laughs) it's just going to be called the New Pokemon Snap. It's a really boring title, but whatever. It's been like 20 years since the last... Pokemon Snap. So, I mean, I guess it's forgivable that you could just call it the new Pokemon Snap. Um, but this game looks so good. Um, it's if you liked the original Pokemon Snap, which was a very simplistic game of you just being on rails and taking photos of Pokemon and getting ratings on how good the shots were. I remember playing this when I was a kid and it felt so professional. You felt like you were playing something that was like artistic and it was so weird because Pokemon was so mainstream and Pokemon snap like was this kind of arty spinoff that was like, I could take photos and I can do things to make like the photos look better. And I can feed the animals so that they look at the camera. Like it was just such a cool idea for a game. As I say, animals, (laughs) Pokemon to look at the camera. It was, it's just a really cool game. And this game being 20 years newer, it looks just as good, but like, you know, on acid, it looks really good. <laughs> but I'm really excited about this game just because of my affinity for the original. But um, I feel like it's going to get a lot of new fans. I think there's a lot of people that have not had the opportunity to play the original if they don't use emulators. Because it's not easy to find it in 64, you know, these days. You'd have to, you know, know someone who has one or buy a, one from like a a resale store. <laughs> yeah. Because we were talking, they've, they skipped three Nintendo generations. Yeah. So four generations later of Nintendo consoles, we finally have a Pokemon snap Two, which is something that people wanted immediately. <laughs> it was really surprising. It was not on the GameCube, but we finally have one for the switch. And I, I know for a fact it's going to explode. It's probably going to be just as popular as the main Pokemon titles because this game has such a history to it. People just love the originals so much. Like, I can't say that enough. Um, But yeah, look out for Pokemon Snap. Uh, The new Pokemon Snap looks really good. Um, Speaking of retro coming back, um, Crash Bandicoot is finally getting... Crash Bandicoot 4 coming out. And I didn't write down its title, but do you remember what its title was? It's something like It's About Time, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's called Crash Bandicoot It's About Time, which is a joke on the fact that it is about time that there's a sequel finally. And it looks really good, and 
It looks like it's going to have the charm of the original, and they're utilizing the newer hardware to like make things more detailed. So it looks like a real reboot of the franchise, and it's really cool to see platformers like this and um, be designed like the original game. Like they didn't, they didn't make it an open world Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> you know, yeah, they didn't yeah. make it this like. Uh, MMO version of <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, but uh, they they stayed true to the original game was what it looks like. I mean, this is just a teaser, um, and I I think it's going to do well because the the uh, re releases remasters of the originals did really well, and they're still selling very well. Um, I can see this game doing really good with the older audience that remembers the original. And even newer audiences that like playing the remakes, you know. So I look forward to actually seeing how well that game does. Um, it could be a lot of, you know, shine with no substance to it. But uh, really have to wait and see on that one. Um, this next one that is an upcoming release is very interesting. Uh, it was announced a week after Pokemon Snap. It was called Pokemon Unite, and this was a very negative uh, reaction to this game. Uh, people were hoping for something a little bit better than this. I think they were hoping for another remake of a different Pokemon game. Um, but Pokemon Unite is essentially League of Legends, but with Pokemon, which sounds good on paper. This sounds like something that would actually work very well. Um, Pokemon already has over 800 different Pokemon, so if you wanted to compete in the amount of heroes <laughs> that League of Legends has, um, Pokemon already has a really ridiculous deep roster to work with. Um, but I think the main negative attention to this game was the fact that it's number one made by Tencent, and the fact that it may be more focused on mobile games. Um so I think people were hoping that if Pokemon did go into the MOBA style games, that yeah. it would be <clears throat> PC kind of leaning rather than cell phone leaning. And I think that's what people are kind of kind of you know ticked off about it is the fact that it looks like a cell phone game that you can also play on the Switch, not a Switch game that you can play on a cell phone. So it, it is 100% intended to be a cell phone game initially but the fact that it's pokemon and they can make it run on the switch they're going to actually do that so don't get too excited it may be a very <laughs> very junk game because it's tencent but um at the same time the idea is really good i like the idea of a league of legends version of pokemon um that makes sense but i do understand that people are very divided <laughs> because, you know, Tencent is attached to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That's the, a lot of new releases were announced. So, yeah, there was another new release that I saw um, that really caught my eye. I've been watching a little bit of video on it, um, for, but the Marvel Iron Man VR. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of things that they need to do, uh, you know, just small things that I understand of, you know, that, that need to be fixed. And to me, it's, you know, cause I was looking at, you know, watching the visuals, it, it could use a little bit of visual tweaking, but it looks really good anyways. And, uh, and the, the performance, 
Um, it needs a little bit of tweaking on that. But other than that, I think this is going to be an awesome, awesome game. I'm watching these guys flying and you know, you can't, you know, you're not able to turn in a 360 degrees and while you're flying around, but using the movement controls, these guys were standing there with their hands at their sides, like they're flying like Iron Man and they're using the movement controls and they're doing these 360 turns and, you know, you know, kind of like knees hitting the water and coming up off the ocean kind of thing and just really cool stuff. But uh, <laughs> it, it looks like I'm it's going to be an absolutely brilliant game. I think it's going to be very close to the uh, to what uh, uh, that first Spider-Man that came out that everybody loved for PlayStation. Um, I think right. this is going to be really close to that. It looks so freaking cool, dude, that I am ready <laughs> to buy some VR stuff, man. It just looks absolutely amazing. And the coolest going- thing that I saw about this <laughs> is that it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, yeah, you're, you're fighting the bad guys, but it doesn't forget that you're a hero and you got to save people. Right. Um, so the first part that I watched <laughs> shows you the first level and there's a part where you have to, you know, you're fighting enemies, but you also have to fly back up to a plane that's fallen apart and try to do some repairs to keep it in the air, you know, and then, you know, to try to, you know, putting out fires and stuff and rescue pepper. So it's really kind of, it's really kind of neat looking dude. I keep watching these videos on it and it's just blowing me away. It looks amazing. Okay. So conspiracy. Uh-huh. <laughs> what if, what if every person that's playing this game is it's not actually like designed levels what if it's just like they're controlling a real mobile suit <laughs> in some <laughs> other country and they're killing people and everything's disguised? Yeah, they're just they're oh just controlling God. it like a drone. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, they're just like they're like yeah, take that. <laughs> Someone like dying on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, oh my you need God. to go look up the investors for that game and see if any of them are linked to any Russian accounts. <laughs> okay i'm done oh man that's all i got though man that was the only one that i really saw i mean i wanted to talk about new world but i've already ordered that it the beta starts july 23rd so if i'm able to talk about the beta at all i want to make sure i read all the disclaimers and whatnot and make sure i don't screw anything up because i'm really looking forward to this game uh if you haven't had a chance to see any of the videos i recommend going to youtube and looking up new world amazon gaming Mm -hmm. new world and uh yeah uh, they're they're definitely putting all their eggs in one basket on this one man it looks like a very cool game yeah that's all i got man Okay, so let's get on to the bigger news stories we have. Because you came for the news, so we're dishing it out this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the PlayStation 5's price might have been leaked, and it's not a surprising price. Um, the British Amazon <laughs> accidentally listed the price of the PlayStation 5 as 499 pounds. And that translates very close to $500 in American dollars. So they probably would set it at 500. Um, If this is real, then it makes sense. But to be honest, I think a lot of people were worried that the PlayStation 5 would actually be like six to 700 because it just seemed way too 
much to put in a system. But as we've said before, these both the PlayStation and the Xbox are probably going to be selling at almost a loss or absolutely a loss <laughs> to try to get people onto their platform and then just assume that you'd make it up in the future. Um, because 500 seems to be the limit on what people will pay for a console. And if that is the limit, then absolutely you're going to hit it right on the dot <laughs> if you're selling it for a loss. Yeah. So um, this is... It could have been a leak that's real, but at the same time, um, it's what everyone's been speculating. So it's not really a surprise. Well, what did you mean? Um, when, I mean, in your notes, it says four ninety nine. Is that Great British pounds or? Yeah, four ninety nine in pounds. That's six hundred fifteen bucks in U.S., dude. Yeah, but you'd probably still round it down to like six hundred or. That's crazy though. But even five ninety nine, <laughs> dude. That's ooh, that's a lot of money. Right, but that's probably the one with the disk drive. It's probably gonna be five ninety nine for the one with the disk drive, and then five hundred for the one without. So Xbox Series X will probably be four ninety nine, and then four hundred without. I mean, here's hoping. <laughs> um, we really don't know yet. Like we're just assuming better, that they'll do that. That's but, all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, that seems accurate from the from yeah. the British people I've talked to. They think that that sounds like about what it's going to launch at. But um, yeah, that's about it. I don't know why I put that in the bigger stories. Apologies for that. <laughs> I guess I thought we could talk longer about it, but there's really not <laughs> anything to say about it. Um, now this is kind of old news. Um, that cyberpunk we already talked about it earlier. Yeah, uh, that it was delayed to November. Yeah. Um, this was probably over a week and a half ago that this news hit. Um, well, yeah, they had they need time they to develop a another set of pubic hair. They were delaying it once again, but at the same time, it's it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna. You know what? They're probably addressing your vagina. That could be. Is they what need, they're doing. They're trying to put in another two. They're vaginas. probably adding a second option. But yes. anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh God! I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep it together, but now I'm imagining like, what if the game like gave you the option to have both? You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God! What if it allowed you to have a vagina and a dick? But anyway, um, <sighs> man, I'm gonna have to put such a disclaimer on this episode. But anyway, <laughs> um, like, don't listen in front of your kids on this episode. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like it already has a disclaimer, but for the most part, we're pretty we're pretty straight edge. But anyway, um, anyway, it's releasing in November, which means that it's going to release only on next gen consoles, except I guess the Xbox One, because uh, they've kind of already promised that it would be on the current generation, at least on Xbox. So. They're getting to a release date where that's not important, but the install base is. It'd be very nice for them to have it on both, but all I can think of is that they're delaying it because they're trying to make sure this game is ready for next gen. Uh, that's what that delay seems like. Making sure it's in November is like making sure that next generation is already up and running and they actually know what they're dealing with. 
you know, <laughs> because they're doing builds for next gen on dev kits and stuff. But you have to wait for that generation to actually launch to see what the servers do, to see if everything's holding up, see if uh, see if those consoles can actually meet the demands of what people are expecting them to do. And then you can adapt your game to like maybe meet some of those issues that people run into. So that's all I can think of is why they're doing that. Because August to November is mainly saying that they don't want people buying this game before next gen, which is interesting. <laughs> because they could sell a lot of copies. Um, actually, it wasn't August. Was it September? I think it was September to November. Um, they could have sold a lot of copies before next gen and made people buy it twice, even though they said that they don't want you to do that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because that's that's going to cut down a lot on sales because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be making the decision to buy a new console rather than buy maybe a $60 game. Um, because if you're releasing when a console launches, now you're competing with launch titles. Um, on Xbox, you'll be competing with Halo. And on PlayStation, you'll be competing with, you know, Spider-Man, whatever they release with. Um, if they released it now, it wouldn't have much competition, you know. You'd just, just wait as long as you can after Last of Us 2 and then release and then see how well you do, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's about it on Cyberpunk. It's just delayed again, obviously, to add in a second vagina. But um, they'll probably address that on their Twitter pretty soon yeah. about how many vajayjays they're putting in there. That's yeah, a good call, Cyberpunk. <laughs> you did the right thing. Um <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Last of Us Two sales. Yeah, probably could have talked about this earlier. Yeah, this is a horribly put together podcast. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Last of Us Two is the best selling Sony game of the generation. Yep, it has done 76 percent better than the original's launch week, and that is not a testament to how much better the game is or how much how many more people play video games. That's a fact that. The PlayStation 3 was losing that console generation, and the PlayStation 4 is winning this console generation. So that's that's what that 76% is, is the PlayStation is way more popular than the PS3 was. And there's that many more people that want to play Last of Us 2. Um, what I would like to know, I can look this up for next week, is I want to know the lifetime sales of the original Last of Us on the remaster on PS4 versus the the original on PlayStation 3. I'm sure the remaster has sold more than the original, probably, just because of install base. But I could be wrong. Um, it also did 40% better than Animal Crossing's opening week, which yeah. is making it the biggest release of the year. Yeah, That is crazy, because Animal Crossing was huge. Exactly. It was enormous, um, dude. To do 40% better than Animal Crossing is ridiculous. And what's funny is when... Animal Crossing came out. Everybody was talking about it. And Last of Us 2, not that many people are talking about it. And I have to say, for spoiler's sake, I'm really proud of that community. <laughs> I'm very proud of a game that is 40% better on opening week being that little attention on social media. And as much as I've hated seeing people post things that are kind of spoilers, mm -hmm. um, Kudos to most of the community doing really good because that's crazy. With that type of install base, you know people are going to be spoiling it. But 
<laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Anyways, that crazy. Last of Us Two is doing really good despite being very polarizing. Um, so yeah, the best selling game. Okay, I didn't even write this, but I did see what the second best selling game on the console was. Is actually Uncharted Four. I didn't even know that. Uh, it beat Uncharted Four, which was a launch title. Wow. So it's been that it's held that status for almost ten years. That's crazy. Um, and so that makes the two best selling games on the the generation on the PS4 both Naughty Dog games. Yeah, and both the most recent titles in those series. Wow. See, so and this is just going to make them more wanted by right all sorts of different developers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Sony basically owns them. I don't know how much longer their contract is with them, but um, I'm sure they've put their foot down. <laughs> Man. But yeah, yeah, their team is highly sought after for sure. And they're very valuable to Sony. Right on. Um, but yeah, they owe them a lot, even though they don't have that many releases. Um, they had the best games on the PS3 and the best ones on the PS4. So yeah, we'll see what they can do with the PlayStation 5. Hopefully a new game would be really cool a new franchise that would be very cool um what else is in big news mixer i guess closing. we could talk about mixer closing yes yeah. yes this is a big so deal, i read up on this a little bit um but i'll let you say what you know about it well, and i'll see if i base, detect anything basically the gist of it is that uh mixer uh the streaming service um, I know you've used it a little bit. I've been using it quite a bit uh, uh, with my restreaming and uh, they are closing their service down on July 22nd. Um, they're, they're planning on their whole plan is to move all of the partners, people that are our partners with mixer right now um, over to Facebook gaming. Um, it was kind of a surprise. It just came out of nowhere and uh, they're no longer going to operate as a streaming platform. Um, basically what it comes down to is they did not meet the growth that they expected to meet by opening up mixer. So Microsoft decided it was a, um, a good idea to shut it down. And uh, uh, a lot of people are upset with the move over to Facebook gaming. Now there is rumors going around uh, that if you're a partner with Mixer and you become a partner with Facebook gaming that the stipulations in the uh, agreement with them is a lot harder and uh, a lot more firm uh, from what I'm understanding from several content creators. They feel as if the wording in it, uh, you give up a lot of your rights to your own brand. And uh, so several people are moving back to Twitch, man. Several people are going back to D live, uh, Right now, uh, YouTube is uh, booming with people jumping over on it also. But I think Twitch is the one that is gaining uh, most of their uh, uh, most of the people that are leaving Mixer. Uh, Twitch is jumping. Is it gaining the bigger people, though? I, I think because it's, it's, it's not a necessarily lot of the big gaining people left. the bigger people. A lot of them are going to YouTube, from what I'm understanding. I would too. think so, because a lot of them left yeah. Twitch because uh -huh. they couldn't do their own branding. Because... Because Ninja wanted to have his underwear in Walmart and all that stuff. Well, no, um, I'm talking about even your your <laughs> personal brand. Because uh, what I'm talking about is that 
once from one some of the rumors that I'm hearing, I, I'm not 100 percent that this is this is fact. So I'm still looking into this. But the rumors that I'm hearing is that Facebook Gaming is making a stipulation that if you become a partner with them, they own your brand. So like, you know, me, Hill House with the gorilla and whatnot, that they would own that. And I'm like, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. You know, I I don't know yeah. how they would go about doing that. I think that's what's sad about Mixer going down is now YouTube is one of the few places where you can kind of do what you want. Yes. Even though that YouTube still sucks. But you also have to be very <laughs> careful on YouTube with how you list your content, who it's addressed to, uh, because of like we talked about in one of our other shows with the uh, the Online Children Protection Act. Um, right. You know, people... People, YouTube is a very difficult place to do it, but I, I went ahead and I did all the steps that I needed to do to make sure that I cater to an 18 plus audience. So, right. you know, you just have to be very careful wherever you end up going. If you're with Mixer and you go to Twitch, you go to DLive, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, Periscope, any of them, you want to be very careful as to what you're doing. I, I see a lot of things that are going to be happening in the whole content creation and streaming platform now. Um, whether but you know what which one you're on i i just think that some changes are in the wind and didn't mixer just announce something recently though like before this didn't they just like add some feature i remember people talking about it like two weeks before oh they the ability we to do clips right yeah what was up with that uh, that's <laughs> so a good question they literally blindsided their team i was reading stuff that some of the team members the people that were working at mixer did not know about yeah. them closing until like an hour before or something. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it like, was it was really it was really uh, out of the blue, kind of blindsided, is what I'm understanding. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's just crazy that they introduced a feature. Yeah, and, and it was they, at the same time that Twitch was going really hard on uh, music in your videos. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, I guess we can try Mixer. They now have clips and stuff. But see, that's not. And the, then like two weeks later, <laughs> they're closed. One of the weirdest things, though, is that I ran across this story, too, when I was when I was looking at the whole Mixer thing, is that now the physical Microsoft stores closed due to the COVID-19 outbreak. OK, so Microsoft closed their physical stores. They're not reopening them. They decided I just read this a day ago. They decided to shut down their physical stores. So they're not going to reopen those. So it's making me really wonder what is going on with Microsoft. What did they sell at Microsoft stores? Uh, Software? Probably, yeah. <laughs> their only hardware is like, what? Do they even still make tablets? I know they don't make phones anymore. They failed at that. I'm not sure. But they had physical so, stores, yeah. I guess they were just Xboxes. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's Their hardware it is pretty seems, limited. It seems strange to me that all this stuff is happening at Microsoft and all these things are getting shut down. You know, what is going on? Maybe they're putting all of their resources into the Xbox. <laughs> well, uh, that could be. That could be. There's a lot of rumors gaming. that xCloud is going to work with other services. <laughs> There's a lot of rumors that it's not going to be exclusive to Xbox, that they're Weird. trying to sell that as a service that other people will want a part of, you know? Huh. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That's I crazy. Mean, it is. I think crazy the weirdest thing is it's not just on. the users. Yeah. 
it's not just the users being blindsided. It's all their employees. It's like, it wasn't that the Mixer team was keeping it from anyone that they're about to close. They, they, they just developed a new thing of clips like a couple of weeks before. Yeah. <laughs> they were just rolling that out, you know? There's probably a team working on an update to the app, you know, that was probably supposed to drop in a couple of days. Well, you know? It also makes you, just crazy. It makes you wonder who who's going to pick up Ninja and Shroud, who is going to who's going to offer them contracts. You know, where are they going to go? You know what I mean? Is Facebook going to offer them contracts? Is YouTube? I mean, you know, nin- Ninja just needs to start his own platform and just bring everyone with him. Yeah, he probably could. I mean, he probably could. I mean, do he, ha- that. he has he has the the face value for it. So true. Of course, it won't succeed because he doesn't actually know anything about business. But his, um, well, his wife could take care of that. I mean, from what I understand, his <laughs> wife is a very shrewd businesswoman. So she uh, she takes care of all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I feel like. I feel like Mixer was as much as people are probably laughing because, you know, Twitch is superior. Um, Mixer was important for what it was. And I think it was a lot more important than a lot of other platforms. And I put it right under Twitch in the ability to make a difference. And Twitch just chooses not to. Um, uh, Mixer's problem was user base. Um, it was not the fact that they weren't trying. <laughs> yeah. It was the fact that people just didn't want anything to do with Mixer. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I feel like we're going to see the devastation from it pretty soon. I feel like I feel like it's going to be really obvious to creators that there's this hole of a place where people could be a little bit more free with what they did and was a little bit more a little bit more friendly because as I've said before, I, whenever I'm on Mixer, it's a lot more positive than the Twitch community. Yeah, and that's kind of how um, DLive is too. You know, DLive, right. uh, they they tout that they're a more welcoming and positive community, you know? Uh, yeah, knows? DLive just needs rebranding. DLive's just an ugly site. <laughs> it really is. I that, like everything. I, yeah. I like everything they do, but... Um, it's it's not the prettiest website. Yeah. And the community is awesome. I dig the DLive community. I really do. But I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It yeah, they, some, uh, they need a complete work. overhaul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but besides that, yeah, they have good heart. So, And one of, you know, um, uh, you know, there was a lot of comments about Mixer and everything, too, happening and all that, you know, going on. And, uh, of course, one of the people that we all know and many of us love and enjoy watching Dr. Disrespect came out and gave his opinion on what was going to happen to Shroud and Ninja. But as a lot of people now know that are probably going to be listening to this, uh, it really didn't matter to be honest with you. Um, Because (laughs) this guy, um, Dr. Disrespect, uh, who Guy Beam, who has been with Twitch and just signed a multi-million dollar deal with Twitch in March from my understanding, a multi-million dollar deal uh, was permanently banned um, from Twitch on Friday. Uh, It came out of nowhere. I've watched the video of his last stream. Um, 
And it, he looks utterly shocked and he looks extremely sad. Uh, he gets the message while he's live. And then he basically says, fuck, and closes his stream. And uh, no one has come out and said, um, you know, and I want to reiterate on the contract. Uh, he signed an exclusive two-year contract with Twitch. Um, I'm not sure of the money. I say million, multi-million dollar, but it's a life-changing amount of money is what the <laughs> quote was. Yeah. Uh, so, but he is permanently banned. Um, that's what Twitch came out. Uh, they said that they have been um, basically the day before this happened, Twitch came out and said that it would start permanently banning streamers for sexual harassment and assault. This was a day before he was banned. So obviously there's a lot of people that are speculating on what may have happened. Um, but the fact of the matter is we nobody knows whether Twitch has even banned him. Much so, less the facts around why he disappeared. Um, the company is re yeah. has repeatedly refused to confirm anything to any news sources. Um, they declined to deny his statement, which just came out, dude, um, today, which states uh, Dr. Sish respects uh, Twitter account, which states uh, Champions Club. Twitch has not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. Firm handshakes to for all the support uh, to all for the support during this difficult time. Dr. Disrespect. And that was actually on June 27th at, at 9.03 p.m. Um, he put that tweet out. Uh, so as of that point, and from what I've already been reading, because uh, I keep refreshing it because I want to find out what the hell happened with this guy. He was extremely, extremely entertaining. We all know that he's had problems in the past. Uh, he did cheat on his wife back in the past uh, with a female that he met through his show. And he admitted to that and him and his wife dealt with that personally and they got through it. Uh, they're still together. So to me, that just shows that, you know, that's that that's a testament to his marriage right there. So people should just leave that alone. That was his personal life. Something happened. But of course, when you're a public figure and something like that comes out, everybody's going to give their opinion. Everybody's going to give their two cents worth on it. And, um, you know. So forth. Now, there's some people that even think that he pulled himself off of Twitch, but that that doesn't seem yeah. likely. I mean, that seems no. really highly unlikely. Uh, it's it's really weird because nobody wants to say why the guy was was taken off the air. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because it's just what if like this would be really fucked up. If this was all just a big PR thing, uh, oh, since they the just case. put so much money into him, that would be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> if Twitch came out and was like, oh, the, the bad boy's back or something, you'd be like, wait, so was the sexual harassment permanently banning announcement also fake or is that still real? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would that'd be really messed up if they did that. Um, and what it sounds like is it sounds like he has, an, he has somebody that hates him and the day that they announced that they would permanently ban. Um, they like sent every piece of evidence they had on him to Twitch. And then it was enough to make them ban him. Um, that's what it seems yeah. like. It seems like he's got an enemy that and just it, but it, wanted it to get rid be, of him. <laughs> it could be when everything comes out that it could look like they were justified in banning him. And it could be that 
they're not saying anything because there's good reason why the information is being withheld. The only the only facts Isn't that everybody it, knows if it's is, a criminal investigation, don't they have to not talk about it? It could be. It, it could be. But usually companies will give a vague, you know, reason into it. But <laughs> it could very well be that it's a serious allegation that they are cooperating with law enforcement in order to wait until the whole story comes out. But, you know, the only thing we know is that he's gone and no one will say why. That's the only thing that we know. So I'm just going to keep looking at the story and, uh, you know, hopefully something will come out. We'll find out what was going on. Um, right. You know, it, <sighs> and the thing is, this could be very old. And I was telling this to my wife earlier today that people allow you as a celebrity uh-huh. to grow out of almost any type of evil. Yes. But if it's sexual or racial, yeah. You could never escape it. Oh, Even never. if it was like 20 years ago, if you said like the N word in a derogatory fashion, yes, uh, 20 years ago, yeah, <laughs> um, you're, you're still a racist. Yep. It doesn't matter if you've it doesn't matter if you're 35, yeah. <laughs> if that happened 20 years ago, you're still a racist as far as the internet goes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, same thing with sexual crimes, you can't get over that. That's no. the two things that you cannot fuck up with ever. Yeah, because they they will follow you forever, and it will. Uh, once you become a public is, figure, man, people sometimes yeah. And at the same time, you know, I'm not like saying said, it's wrong. I'm no, not saying it's, not. it's wrong to have that standpoint. No, it's I'm not. I'm just wrong. saying that it's a fact that those are the two things that you apparently cannot grow out of. No, you can't. As far as the media goes, yeah, you can't. You can't ever. You can't escape it. it, it it's you're going to have to face it. And that's just basically what it is. And it, it just, I don't know, man. It, it, there's a lot of allegations right now that are going around. And we'll probably have to talk about this some other show. But there's a lot of problems right now going on. Um, allegations coming out with several, several public figures, several people that are um, uh, streamers and content creators with YouTube channels, yeah. Twitch channels. Where it's sex- always in waves. Yeah, and sexual <laughs> sexual misconduct allegations have come out, and a lot of them, a lot of them. And I've seen both sides of it, where people are immediately, you know, the court of public opinion is coming in, and people are jumping on, you know, everybody. And then there's some that are saying, "Hey, you know, let's let's hear both sides of the story, and if there's a case coming out of it, let's watch what the courts have to say, and then we'll make our decisions." But you know how it is, man. Um, when you're a public figure, any kind of celebrity, uh, you know, unfortunately, people are going to make up their opinion of you right on the spot. And uh, that can either make or break your whole career. Or that can make or break your whole life. Um, now, I know that in Dr. Dr. Disrespect's case, his wife has even come out and made a statement that she's standing with him. That, you know, so maybe it isn't that maybe it's something else. Who knows? Uh, Like you said, it could be something from, you know, 10, 20 years ago that he did as a kid or said as a kid. And somebody's got a record of it of some kind (laughs) and it's going to bury him. And that would be unfortunate, you know, to think that we would have to go to somebody's past and not look at who they are in the present. You know what I'm saying? So you're very well. you, You could very well have a point there. It could, it to, could be to that. me. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it's right to be a piece of shit when you're a teenager. Yes. But when people start pulling stuff from when you're in high school, that's always when I start rolling my eyes. Because yes, I'm just so like, I. I know what I was like in high school. And I also know what a lot of people are like in high school. And 
you just you are a piece of shit and that's just the definition of being a teenager um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> of you hope that you turn in to a good person by mistakes you learn from mistakes and um that that's just what keeps happening to people is people pull up stuff from yeah them being like 17 or something you're just like like we shouldn't even really like they couldn't even be tried as an adult. So what are we using this information for? But exactly. that's beside the point. We don't know what happened with. Yeah, Dr. we don't Disrespect. know. We don't know. Yeah, it could even be money laundering. We don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be tax evasion. Well, no, they wouldn't get them for tax evasion, but uh, Twitch wouldn't anyway. But I mean, it, yeah, it, Twitch would be like, "Hey, can you come do our taxes?" It, but it, it looks like it was for breaking <laughs> their policy, and that's why they removed it, <laughs> which is well so. too timed. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, uh, you know, but here's my thing. And this is one point that I want to make. And there's a lot of people out there that are probably going to agree with me on this. That if this is the stance that Twitch is going to take. And if this is the kind of actions that they're going to start taking, then I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that they keep it fair and consistent across the board and don't pick and choose who you're going to fucking ban and who you're not. Right. But I think that's what they're trying to make a point of. They're banning someone that they paid millions of dollars to. Yeah. But then again, you have people like Alinity who have done some fucked up shit on stream and she's not permabanned. So let's hope that they're well, gonna, she's a girl. <laughs> well, plus it's rumored that she's also dating somebody who works for Twitch. Well, that's that's very possible. <laughs> it's actually it's there's a lot of crap that came out about it. So it's it's from what I understand, it's pretty it's pretty legit. But, you know, there's always that little part of nepotism you know, that happens anywhere you yeah. go. But let's let's hope that they keep it fair and consistent across the board, that if one person's an asshole and he gets banned, yeah. then every asshole should be banned. And yeah, whether no matter what they did, if, if it is, you know, if it's a heinous thing, then, yeah, you got to get rid of them people. But let's let's keep it, you know, above board and keep it fair and consistent. And let's see what happens. So, yeah, that's all I really got to say about that, though. Yeah, uh, another, I think we'll have to talk about it more when the story finishes. Oh, sure. yeah. But you can go ahead. Uh, another cool little thing, man, because we were talking about Fable a while back and um, how everybody loves playing Fable and how all those games were actually, I believe they were free on uh, Game Pass or Gold or something a while back. For a while they were. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks like you may have a Fable 4 coming and a another perfect dark game because uh, apparently yesterday... Um, People found a at Fable and at Perfect Park Perfect Dark Game placeholders on Twitter. Um, the Fable one was uh, joined March 2020, and there is a Microsoft uh, Xbox employee that is apparently following that. And the other one was June 2020, and that has a Microsoft email address. <laughs> So what people are speculating at with this is um, uh, they have their online conference is scheduled. Their E3 online conference is scheduled for July. Um, the last one that they did revealed Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, as well as a bunch of other games. So there people are expecting big announcements to come out to this new one in July. So yeah, a lot of people are uh, uh, thinking that there's a fable Four. Uh, we know that playground games uh, that's been rumored that they've been working on the game for the last few years. So yeah, man, 
Um, and even the uh, head of Microsoft Game Studios said that they were holding some things back for 2020 that they didn't that they didn't announce at uh, E3 2019. People were even expecting Fable to be announced then. But um, yeah, man. So it looks like uh, there may be a new Fable game and a new Perfect Dark game. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool if they are. I hope they're <laughs> lying because it seems like they're trying to act like it's not a big deal. But um, Microsoft has been known to lie. So, well, I mean, they, are they have case. the placeholders on Twitter. And right. like I said, both of these accounts are associated with Microsoft in one way or another. So, yeah, I mean, uh, they've been pretty transparent about a lot of stuff lately. And who knows? Maybe this will maybe this will happen. Uh, speaking of PCs. Um, there's a new malware that's out there and I wanted to bring this up because that's something that just bugs the shit out of me when people try to get into your system and, and ruin stuff. Um, now researchers have called this new, uh, malware Lucifer. Um, the author had named it Satan DDOS. Um, a lot of people were starting to confuse it with an old ransomware out there that was called Satan ransomware, but no, this thing is, uh, it's extremely powerful. Um, what it does is it will uh, um, distribute and facilitate DDoS attacks um, through network systems that you might be hooked up to. Um, and it uses exploits that were developed and stolen from the U.S. National Security Agency. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking awesome, dude. Um, now, all these attacks, I think you've noticed this, too. It keeps coming in waves. Um, there's these waves of DDoS attacks. It'll happen with uh, uh, what were the some of the attacks were happening on Blizzard, right? With uh, Overwatch, uh, where people were unable to get in, I believe, also with Call of Duty, uh, different games like that. So um, usually it's going to go after um, different organizations, companies, enterprises, because they don't usually stay up to date with their security uh, software. Um, we know that working at some of the bigger uh, retailers, you and I, um, where their PCs were absolute shit because they didn't <laughs> they didn't keep up to date with security patches or any of that stuff. Um, but this Lucifer also can go after a bunch of vulnerabilities that affect your PC. So the bottom line is that you need to make sure that your uh, antivirus, your malware stuff, that all that stuff is up to date. Make sure all your uh, your uh, your uh, defenses are set on your computer that you're making sure you're utilizing all that stuff because th your, your, your stuff will catch it. I use, uh, what is that? What is mine called? I use uh, Webroot, and it seems to really, they constantly do updates with, uh, with their, um, uh, their software as far as the malware and ransomware and viruses that may be out there. Um, also, if you've got, you know, common usernames and passwords and crap like that because you just want it to make it easy. It's going to exploit those things because it also sends out, uh, you know, massive amounts of commonly used login usernames and passwords to these home PCs to see if it can get in. So just make sure you're protecting yourself. Use a password that's going to be a little bit tricky. Write it down. Stick it in a desk somewhere so you don't forget it because I know I've done that a few times and I had to reset everything. And also uh, make sure your anti uh, your antivirus and all that stuff is up to date, man. That's the best way to protect yourself. Uh, it's just a you know just a little thing that I wanted to head out there. So that's just the tip with your just Uncle the Mike. tip. 
And last thing I wanted to talk about <laughs> was uh, Hideo Kojima. Um, you know, Metal Gear Solid, Death Stranding uh, is the creator. And uh, basically, he's working on a new concept for a game and he's been teasing it. Um, there's a couple of cool tweets that are out there. One of them is from June 26th. And uh, it says, here's my way of designing new title with Yoji. First, we discuss the setting for each character, the background, the world, the color, the characteristics, the roles, the images, ideas, etc., etc. It says mostly texting via iPhone. Well, what's interesting about it is it shows his keyboard and part of his screen and what looks like a fetus doll that's sitting on a stack of papers where there is drawings, concept art of what appears yeah. to be spaceships. And then there's another one that he put out later that evening. Um, it says working on the concept with listening to Oasis by Kitaro. I recently bought blah, blah, blah. I love the illustration by Shusei Nagoki, Nagoka. And that's the illustration on the Oasis uh, album. Um, that he's talking about, but also next to that and under some books is more concept art that you see <laughs> sitting there. Well, apparently if you zoom in to uh, some of this uh, concept art, there is different parts of it that show uh, like the word bridges on one of the vehicles. And then another one is labeled landing ship. So, yeah, it's almost like he's teasing it, you know, like he's putting it out there just to show you different parts of it. <laughs> and I, I from what I understand about this guy, he's he's kind of that way. Right. He kind of he likes to, you know, put out little teasers or get the, get people talking. So, um, yeah, might be a new game in the works from the guy who did uh, Death Stranding, man. And that's all I've got. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if it was a Death Stranding 2 due to its very disappointing uh, launch. I yes. think they thought it was going to be a lot bigger than it was. Um, yeah. Not to say it wasn't successful. It probably on. At the end of the day, it probably was. But um, it uh, it's very divided. And um, I would be very surprised if they wanted to invest in a sequel to that game. But I could yeah. see a spinoff. I could see something within the same universe with maybe a a game that people didn't call a walking simulator for like 40 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I could see something in the same universe. It's one of those things where it's like it's like when you see a movie that has a really cool world yeah, but there's no yeah. story where you're like I wish they could reuse all these assets for an actual movie. Yeah. In the same sense, I think there's a lot of people that probably wish Kojima could reuse all of his concept art and the assets of death stranding into something that was more competent for them. You know, yeah. uh, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, as, as I've said before, I haven't played the game yet, so I may actually love the game, but I know it's very divided. And I know a lot of people either say it's this really great uh, journey of a game. And other people are like, the journey is really long and boring, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I could see a spinoff. I think if yeah. you call it Death Stranding 2, that's like a nail in the coffin. Everyone would be like, wow, really? <laughs> but if it was a spinoff, that would be pretty cool. Especially if he like connected it to another game yeah. 
that he's worked on. If he like connected it to um like Silent Hill or something, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, maybe it like but, um, not Death Stranding 2 kinda. That'd be a great name. <laughs> that'd be a great name. Now with 40% more pubic hair. Um <laughs> <laughs> name it Silent Stranding. <laughs> maybe the Death Pubinate. Maybe Death Hill. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh shit! What He's if never that was the name? This show ever? That's what's that's what's so funny is with Cyberpunk uh, twenty seventy seven. You know, there's going to be a game of the year edition, oh, like yeah. a year after it comes out. So, like, what's going to be called? Now more be vaginas. The pubic, yeah, the pubic hair <laughs> edition, the pubic edition. Uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven vagina DLC. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! Um, that would be pretty evil of them if you could if you could customize everything but your genitals. But genitals were like a dollar ninety nine to be able to do it. <laughs> or you could you could customize your genitals, but it's permanently blurred out. <laughs> all right, all right. It just teases you. It's just blurred out until you until you. Uh, Pay the price the for the paywall. Hey, does and my, it doesn't, does it doesn't blur immediately. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't immediately like reveal it. It like slowly like loads it. Just like the a, tip. Like an early 90s computer. <laughs> <laughs> like an early 90s computer. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I was almost takes, to the end. It takes forever for the page to load. <laughs> It's like watching scrambled <laughs> porn. Uh. <laughs> oh my okay. god! Um, I, I think that's a good place to stop the podcast, Absolutely. since most of the podcast was us talking about genitals. Yes, uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, listening to the Declassified Pubic Hair Podcast. If you're and, still uh, listening, <laughs> if you're still listening, I can't imagine that anyone made it. Um, but yeah, uh, big stuff on the horizon. I know I keep saying that, but we are in the works of doing a bunch of stuff that we are uh, not going to announce quite yet. But nope. um, there's going to be small types of rebranding going on. Better than and, pubic uh, hair. That's for damn sure. It's, yeah, it's a yeah, it's better than five types of pubic hair. I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, you remember, um, it's not the newest news in gaming. Unless it's new to us. So uh, next thing that I want to talk about, did you guys know that there's five different kinds of pubic hair?